Welcome to the Better Births, Better Babies podcast, where we help you reclaim the confidence and assurance that you need to thrive in motherhood. On this podcast, we're having authentic conversations among sisters and friends about raising our babies, because we believe life is fuller and more rich when you live and learn in community. So grab your earbuds and some coffee and listen while you tackle your to-do list. Let's get started. Hey y'all, Angela here. I'm sitting at the kitchen table with Sarah and we are chatting with Hannah on Zoom. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is so funny. So hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Basically, um, last night, Sarah and I had a friend over for dinner who is pregnant and we just started talking about all of these different pregnancy things. And, um, something that came up was sex after baby. So I decided to go on the internet and find these celebrity quotes that they met, that they said when asked by the paparazzi or whoever by the media about sex after baby, which like, first of all, okay, <laughs> why do people think it's okay to ask people about their experience having sex after having a baby just because they're celebrities. Like some of these people were like being recorded on like a news by like a magazine person or on a podcast. And they were like, tell us about having sex after you had your baby. So anyway, I just thought that was really funny. So do we want to jump right into the quotes? Do you guys have anything to add? Any uh, thoughts, comments? No, I mean, I'm excited to hear them. And I mean, I think, uh, I definitely think there's like a reason for which people say ridiculous things. And so I think we want to explain and like try to talk about why. Yeah. Some of these were, um, I'm excited for this. (laughs) Some of these were pretty upsetting to me. Okay. (laughs) It's not married and has not had a baby. What are the range? Tell me the range of celebrities. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, okay, we'll just jump into it. So the first one is Snooki. Hannah, okay. tell the people who Snooki is. Cause you know, I mean, kind of, she's just, she was on Jersey shore. Yes. She's just a reality TV star. Reality. I have a few friends that love Jersey shore. They like religiously watched it in college, but I did not, but she, oh, she was on dancing with the stars. I saw her on dancing with the stars. There's another person on here who has a connection with dancing with the stars, but okay. So Snooki, let's start with her. She says, and I quote, I waited six weeks with my two older kids because I ripped this third delivery. I didn't rip (laughs) probably because I had two kids. So my vagina is huge, I guess. (laughs) But after you have a baby vaginally and then have sex, it doesn't feel right at first. It feels like you are a virgin again. It just hurts. It's uncomfortable. It starts to feel good after you get into the motions but you need a lot of lube. Let's just put it that way. So first of all, let's discuss what it means to rip during childbirth. Sarah, you go. Yeah, Sarah, you go for it. (laughs) Well, I just think, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons in which we tear. Um, We have, you know, I mean, if I'm talking more like factual based, we have, probably more tearing that happens in America 
than any other part of the world. Um, more developed countries struggle with tearing, um, postpartum just because of how much we, um, you know, medicate and speed up labor and speed up the process. Mm -hmm. So that induces tearing because your skin does not have enough time to adequately stretch. So it does not shock me that she ripped, ripped. (laughs) Um, and, and I think another important thing she mentions in here that I kind of want to dispel is she's talking about her loose vagina. No, her huge, huge. Okay. Her huge vagina. <laughs> I think it's really important to know, like you cannot tear with your first kid and then tear with your third, fourth, you know, second, third, yeah. fourth, whatever. Like, like it has mm-hmm. very little to do with how huge your vagina, <laughs> your vagina mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Cause it just goes right back into the same shape that it was before, like not exactly, but it's similar. Which we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. The, there were anyway. We're less. We're getting ahead of ourselves. This reminds me though of that uh scene in Mean Girls where she says, "I have a wide set vagina and a heavy flow." Yeah. I just think. Yeah. This is a common misconception. Okay. Too. So Snooky says in this quote that she had a vaginal delivery. So we know that she didn't have a C-section. She said after, but after you have a baby vaginally and then have sex, it doesn't feel right at first. So she's basically saying that it hurts. It's uncomfortable. Um, she kind of felt like it was her first time all over again. And she experienced some dryness because she needed a lot of lube. So one of you want to kind of talk about that. Just like Hannah, you kind of mentioned it already about how things do resort back to their original structure and shape, but also she experienced some, some dryness. So go yeah, for I mean, it. You're, I mean, you're healing down there. Like even after six weeks, you're still healing. It takes longer than six weeks to, for everything to go back. It won't always go back to exactly how it was before, but it takes longer than that. So you're going to have things that didn't feel like that way before. Now it does. And you're going to have to get used to stuff again. Yeah. There's soreness and bruising that, I mean, that probably goes away more in the first six weeks, but I'm sure there's still some remnants of it left over, but yeah, I mean, it won't be exactly the same. You just have to, it's kind of like, you know, a wound or like a scar or something It heals, but it's like a little bit different. Do you think that the dryness is hormonal? Like, Mm -hmm. is that why? Um, Okay. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, when you have, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what allows your vagin, vagina, vagina, <laughs> your vaginal canal, all of that, you need an adequate balance though of, of progesterone and estrogen. And so a lot of times this is the same reason why women who are older struggle. That's another thing you we all have to look forward to typically vaginal mm. dryness when we're yeah. past post-menopause. Um, but that but a lot, oftentimes happens after a- birth too. So yeah. I was saying, but then you don't really have as much hair anywhere growing. So that's nice after menopause. <laughs> oh gosh. Hannah. I'm really looking well, like leg hair, armpit, armpits. I mean, yes. everywhere, but Amen. like, like yeah. not to not have to shave your legs. I mean, that would be nice. I already don't really, but <laughs> I do actually line. shave my legs. Okay. Okay. So Snooky, thanks for being Wait, vulnerable. I oh. want to put in a little like, like, yep. Go for it thing. Um, something I did learn just to about vaginal health that I didn't know as I've gone through the whole process personally is especially after having a baby, 
um, I have been told countless times to use a water-based lubricant, um, because it is significantly less traumatizing to everything down there. And you need more of it after having a baby or struggling with vaginal dryness, not even have sex just to be comfortable too. It can be itchy when it's dry. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, sorry, Snooki, but you should be using a water-based lubricant. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she is. Maybe she is. How do you know? <laughs> Whoever asked her this question should feel comfortable asking her that. So yeah, water-based. <laughs> um, okay. So next up is Ashley Graham. Do you guys know who Ashley Graham is? Mm-hmm. I do. Yes, I know her. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Sarah, tell us who Ashley Graham is. She is a supermodel that yes. is um, more plus size, right? Yeah. And she's so pretty case body positivity. Yes. Yeah. She's so pretty. Okay. So basically Ashley Graham, someone asked her if she was nervous about having sex after giving birth to her son. And she said, not at all. And the reason I wasn't was because I know my vagina was made to have a baby and to push it out. And I knew it was going to go right back to what it was. Everything's still in there. It all feels the same. The furniture is just probably rearranged. So, okay. There's a lot in there, but, um, we're going to start with the fact that what could possibly be rearranged, rearranged what and to where I think she's just kind of speaking as like a way that people try, like she can help people understand what she's meaning. Like, it's just like the same, but a little different, which is true. Like, I like how she's saying, like, she's saying that your body was meant to do this, which is Mm -hmm. true. And I like that sort of like. I don't know. Yeah. What she's trying to come across is like mindset. Yeah. Yeah. The mindset. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of, but yeah, I think she's just, just a little different, but they're they're finding out too, that the, the skin down there in our women regions, I don't want to imply R because maybe there's some guys Mm -hmm. listening Um, in your wife's (laughs) womanly region, but there's stuff down there too, that like it is, they're finding that that skin is able to stretch at like an just uncomprehensible astronomical, astronomical, whatever word you want to use. Not that one. Survey and all of your skin down there though. Seriously. They're basically like, they've done more and more studies on it and found that it's actually even more comp like capable of stretching even more than we ever thought. And then going back to pretty much near, if not to its original size, which is absolutely insane to think about. I think they say the uterus can stretch like to 300 times its size, which is insane if it has yeah. to. So anyway, but to, cl- but to that- clarify, nothing gets rearranged. Like your no, still stays okay. where it's supposed to be. And like, no, I would say it does. Maybe a little. Okay. For- but not like, it's not going to be like on the other side, you know, or like on the bottom no longer. I mean, okay. If we're going <laughs> to have a personal conversation here, when I would go in for my checkups, like, oh yes. Personal conversation. There were times like early and even into mid pregnancy where like, they had a hard time finding where my cervix was because it was so like in like high and it was in a place that was more forward in nature. And so like, there were times they would both like me, they'd be like, I, I don't really know where your cervix is. And I was like, okay, well, because of the last two times someone has said this, I think it's on the front sides and they were like, oh yeah. And they would find it That's literally, funny. this is personal, but like, I don't have issues with that anymore after having one kid. And so I think that's kind of, I think 
Ashley Graham, I think has one kid, right? She has two. She's now. pregnant. Like, this was or, probably oh, yeah, after her burst is my guess. And yes, I think it, it is important to know that while everything stays where it needs to stay, I mean, it can move inches like in nature on the inside. It's mm-hmm. mostly your cervix that moves within your yes. vaginal canal. And so that's the rearrangement of furniture that I believe she's talking about. So not to get personal, but that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we okay. love personal. <laughs> I just feel like there are some parts of this that I'm just really going to need the Lord to meet me there when it's time for me to have kids. Cause I'm just not, not feeling good about it. Okay. So Nikki Bella, does anyone know who that is? Mm. I don't, I know Nikki Bella. Okay. She was also on dancing with the stars. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And I saw that she was married to Artem from dancing. Yes. With the stars. That's how so. they met. They were partners, but she okay. is, is it WWE or female wrestling or something like that? Oh yeah. She and her twin sister um, are both doing like do that together. And they both had a baby at the same time. I think they had a reality show at one point. I don't know, but interesting. I only know her from dancing with the stars. Okay. okay. I did see that she was married to Artem and I was like, Oh, I've watched dancing with the stars. Okay. So <laughs> basically she said that she did not wait until the six week point to have hmm. sex. She said, I was like, I'm healed. I'm fine. Even though last night it didn't seem fine, but that's okay. It was a little different. I felt like organs were about to drop out. I was like, shoot, did I mess up? So interestingly enough, I think she's saying that literally the night before she had this interview was when she had sex for the first time after having a baby. So again, what is with people asking other people these questions? Anyway, um, why, why pray tell did she feel as if her organs were about to drop out? Well, I mean, similar to what Hannah said, there's a lot of bruising that goes on down there, but there's also just like things like, I I don't even know how to explain it. Your pelvic floor is something that holds, it's a muscle that holds all of that kind of up Mm -hmm. and in where it needs to be. And that muscle just had, there's a lot of strain that happens. And it's like, after you have a really intense workout, I just don't think we have a concept of like why a muscle would hurt for six weeks after working out really hard. But like, I mean, it has been carrying a human inside of you for nine months before the birth. And so it really holds all of that up in your, you know, where it needs to be held until the baby needs to start dropping and moving. And so, I mean, well, most of the time before you even give birth, I've heard people say they feel a lot of pressure down there, which would basically just be like the weight of everything, you know, the amniotic fluid, the baby, all that. And I think too, this public floor, this like comment there's a lot of good things to talk about right here, because I think it's really important to know that like some women I was, so I had, I ended up having a natural delivery and my midwife came in after my delivery. And she told me, she was like, Oh, I've worked at a hospital before where it was protocol to to discharge mom 12 hours after a natural delivery, Mm -hmm. or even the same day, as long as your bleeding was not like you weren't bleeding anymore. And so I think that what's really important to know is that women, especially in America, we have the gamut of how we deliver our babies. And so some people can very safely and not not even painfully, but very comfortably have sex at three or four weeks postpartum. Mm -hmm. If they did not tear, if they had a pretty uncomplicated delivery, if they're pretty, you know, in shape and they're, they're eating a really good diet to help, you know, not that this, not that she didn't, do all those things. But what I'm saying, I mean, she's pretty fit. Like, yeah. yeah, she probably could have had right. like that sort of delivery because right. she is, very but then shape. 
Right. Mm -hmm. But then even some people who are in that kind of shape, um, have a very simple, uncomplicated delivery and something that can happen, which we just know this is true is, um, nerves and muscles and everything are down in that area. And so there's a lot of dysregulation that happens after delivery. And that's where I, you know, pelvic floor therapy is a huge thing. Just think about it as a physical therapist, but they're there to literally, they are specialized in knowing how to stretch and exercise the muscles in the pelvic floor that are all internal that you can't just lift a weight with, like you can with your hand. And they usually work in a pelvic, like in a physical therapy office. Yeah. So there's, we've known a lot of people. Um, and I did myself afterwards, not because of pain necessarily more so in my hips, I had pain. Um, but a pelvic floor therapist really can help, um, the people who get to six weeks and your doctor says, all right, you're good to have sex. It is very normal for a lot of people to be like, something did not seem right about that. Right. And if you feel still uncomfortable beyond that point, then, you know, pelvic floor therapy is a phenomenal resource to use, to help regulate your body again. And, you know, relax some of those muscles that are overly tensed and take more than six weeks yeah. to get back to norm quote unquote normal. Yeah. They just take longer than six weeks to like relax again, which is why Snooki is saying it, it feels like you're a virgin again. Cause there's yes. muscles that go mm -hmm. really, really tight um, because they just were overused and spent. So right. that's kind of explaining the anatomy behind why people like this might say something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And also if you um, are listening and you have already joined the better births, better babies community, we talk a lot about this in the first postpartum poop bonus training because, um, pelvic floor therapy can be really beneficial for that too. So not to go down that rabbit hole now, but if you have joined the community and you haven't watched that video, go watch it. If you're interested to know more what we're talking about, or if you fear your first postpartum poop more than you fear your first postpartum sex, go join the community and check out that training. Okay. So this one needs zero introduction. It's my favorite and it actually inspired this entire episode. So Courtney Kardashian, everyone. I knew it was going to be a Kardashian. I knew yes. it. <laughs> she says most people can have sex six weeks after, but the doctor told me to wait two months. I don't know. But once the doctor gave us the, okay, we were excited to try it but it was very painful. It felt like a metal pole is literally ramming you in the crotch. So oh first gosh. thing I thought about was the word, the first thing that came to mind were the words hot rod. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, like the movie or just like, a just hot rod. like thinking about a, <laughs> a metal pole ramming you in the crotch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sound, um, very pleasant. No, not the slightest. Okay. So to me that says like, it hurt really bad and there was maybe some like burning Possibly. and I'm going to, yeah, Woo. I, I just think that there's a lot going on there, but a lot of that plays into it, you know, connecting what she says right there. I would say we were talking about muscles and I would say this probably is more nerve related. So mm -hmm. like she probably can't. So you do have reduced sensation in certain areas down there where like it's really sore and bruised. And in other areas, it's like almost numb. You can't really feel certain things like 
And that is a weird feeling to have. Like you could touch yourself on the outside, even like of your labia or down in your inner thigh. And you might have some like reduced sensation, but then the areas that are sore are like really, really, really painful. And so I just think that that is another degree of a, a, a lack of regulation down there. Your body's trying to figure out what to do again. And like I said, some women at six weeks, your doctor can say, okay, but again, those are all internal experiences and feelings and pain and touch, you know, like those are all subjective person to person. And so in America, I will have everybody know that you will be told by your doctor, unless you're not completely torn up down there, that you can have sex at six weeks. That is just what every woman is told. And so what is crazy is that as we can tell by these comments, every woman has a different experience. Right. So some, I mean, that's just really important to know. And then if I was in that situation, Courtney, um, (laughs) if you're listening, Courtney, if you're listening, (laughs) I just would have been like, you know, there's a level of discomfort that is going to be there as we can tell, but it should not be painful. And I think that's where you need to say, okay, let's wait up like a little bit longer and looking forward to this for this whole time. And so you're waiting for six weeks and that's kind of why, like, so this is another thing that I was maybe given the advice from by a more of a midwife. She -hmm. was basically saying like, don't leave everything off limits until six weeks. Like if you feel comfortable approaching six weeks with like, you know, working yourself back into that, like, don't just like, kind of like you're dating again and you're getting married. Like, I mean, not really, but like, (laughs) okay, that's a bad example. We all practice purity and dating. So I'm not exactly sure. No, but was like, no, but I guess what I was saying is some slowly work your way back. Don't feel right about doing that. Like even on their wedding night, because it just feels like Sarah's (laughs) mother-in-law. Okay. Well, I, no, no. Okay. Listen, I guess what I'm saying is I thought that was, Hey Joy, how are you? I thought that was really good advice though, that like, I think just a lot of people wait until you get the medical go. And then it's like, okay, that hurts really bad. And you need a month or two months of some pelvic floor therapy and some like Mm -hmm. somebody to address you know, helping, you know, what to do to regulate yourself again and feel normal down there. Not even just with having sex, but just like living your life and just making sure you're not in pain. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm putting out there is that a lot of people wait for this six week gate to open. And then it's like, oh my gosh, that didn't work. What do we do? And you should stop if it's painful. Like your body doesn't experience pain and like, it's not always a good thing. Like if it, if it's there, you need to be slower next time and maybe say pause and maybe mm-hmm. like we should pace ourselves here or you need to go get help. You need to get, have someone to give you advice. So yeah. I'm not trying to make this be weird or awkward, but no, I'm no, just, no, no. Like, okay. So I guess Hannah, from your perspective, just being a medical professional, like if people are having these complaints about postpartum sex, i kind of just feel like they're not walking around. Okay. All day long and not feeling any discomfort or any pain. And then they just like go to have sex and it's horrible. Like surely there are things just happening in the day to day where there's discomfort, right? Like you're not going to, right. Just- there might not be, but I also think it's like a knowing of your body's limits. So I remember like talking to one of my nurse friends at work and somehow this topic came up and she said like with her first baby, she didn't tear at all. And so it was fine. Like six weeks K 
came and got, and like, she just was like, okay, whatever we'll do. Like it was fine and nothing Mm -hmm. crazy happened. But then with her second, she tore really bad. So like at six weeks, I think the doctor even cleared her, but she was like, no way. Like I'm, I'm waiting. So like, it's kind of like, just, it's like a one fits all thing. Like the doctor is probably going to clear you at six weeks, but like, you kind of have to like also know your body and Mm -hmm. like, even if you may be feeling okay walking around and doing normal like day-to-day things if like you still like aren't healed down there and like it still doesn't look very good and other things aren't or like you're just nervous like just wait then longer and I know like a lot of people probably also feel pressure from their significant others that they want to like like have sex because it's been so long but like you need to let yourself heal and let your body heal and whether that's six weeks or whether that's two or three months like you need to take, like, if you push it, then it could actually make like things worse Yeah. later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. Well, that's all we have today, guys. This was sufficiently entertaining for me and, um, <laughs> definitely informative. I hope that everyone who's listening feels the same. And if you have any questions as always, um, you can, go ask those in the forums. If you're a part of the better births, better babies community. And if you are not, then you get your first 14 days free. So head on over to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com and join today. Hey y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We would love to meet you inside our community. So head on over to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com to join. You'll immediately be welcomed into an amazing group of like-minded mamas, and you'll be inspired and encouraged in your own motherhood journey. We'll see you there.